Welcome to Built Blocks, the podcast about cities, architecture, the built environment, and everything in between. The world keeps getting smaller. For instance, Instagram is one of my favorite apps. I like to follow people from different cities, towns, and countries. And like me, they're snapping everyday shots of buildings in their cities, street shots, the architecture. It's the daily stuff, the grind that I really love. It's not a documentary. It's not some slick travel channel thing. It's just people from Tehran, Tokyo, Chicago, Bahrain, taking pictures but still connecting in a powerful but personal way. This episode is an interview with Susanna Toro. Toro is one of the four women behind an online collaboration called 168 LAT. In their words, 168 LAT brings together people in different coordinates to highlight some of the most relevant global issues ranging from design to geopolitics. We believe in catalyzing the potential of experiences around the globe as a tool to foster innovation. Here's what's cool about it. These four women all live in different countries and yet manage to share content created by different photojournalists and writers every 168 hours from a different latitude on Instagram, hence the name. In this episode, we talk about the inspiration behind the site, how they use technology to share stories from around the globe, and some of Toro's favorite stories from the site from around the world. Enjoy the episode. My name is Susana Toro, and um, I just finished a master's in arts and cultural management at Pratt Institute in, in New York. Um, and I am currently working with four other women who live in different places across the globe on this um, project. So my interest is more in the arts and cultural field, um, but there's actually three other members who are more interested in, in architecture. Um, Laura Paricio lives in Colombia. She lives in, in the capital. Connie recently moved to Geneva in Switzerland. Laura Maya has been living in Mumbai for the past three years and is now moving to uh, Paris. And the fifth uh, member is Wendy, who joined us. Actually, she joined us a couple of weeks ago. And she lives in, in New York, um, and we met at the Arts and Cultural Management Program here. Um, so it seems pretty diverse. Um, and and you wonder, like, how, how the hell did we meet? So two of my colleagues, actually the two Laudas um, and I grew up together in our native Bogota. So we're Colombian. Um, and then... Connie came later when Laura Maya met her while studying architecture at Cornell. And then I met Wendy while studying arts and cultural management, as I, as I mentioned. Um, but after university, you know, we, we wanted to keep a bond and not just with ourselves, actually, but with others around the world to feel closer, to talk about global relevant issues that we care about and to do it through art. Um, so... So that's why, you know, once you see it, that made sense. And, and um, we almost never see each other in person, but um, we're constantly talking. Um, we're working through Google Hangouts, through Skype. Sometimes we have four different time zones, so <laughs> that can be a challenge. Uh, but when we do coincide, um, we, we definitely make it work. We try and keep our... Um, our Skype meetings for the, the more important decisions. Um, and then we have this WhatsApp group that helps us stay switched on for more like immediate coordination and day-to-day and -day 
decisions, but the, the real strategy strategy happens when we, when we're actually speaking online. So where did Toro and her partners find the inspiration to launch the site? The inspiration to, to launch 168 Lab came because even though we, three of us grew up in the same country, we have different backgrounds. And today we find ourselves living in, in different countries. Uh, but we do have a very um, similar interest and a shared passion, which is to learn um, to, you know, we have that thr- thirst for knowledge and, and we want to learn as much as we can about the world and places and people. And um, we figure that the best way to do that is by collaborating with them through, through the internet. So uh, because we like art and, and we're passionate about architecture, we, um, we figure that it, it was important to share the different perspectives. You know, we all grew up in similar countries. Connie, even though she didn't grow, grew up in um, Colombia, she's from Brazil, so we're Latin American. Um, but um, we've, we've been very lucky. We've had a chance to travel and, and we really feel that exposing people to different perspectives about cities and different perspectives about um, subjects can build um, a tolerance, you know, cultural tolerance. So that's why we, we want to expose people to, to different cultures and, and perspectives. For the most part, technology is available in most countries, and in some, not so much. But by sharing stories, Tora believes that people sharing information, from politics to a favorite TV show, creates a global bond. I mean, even regardless of the political scene in a country right now, most countries have access to to Instagram, and that's partly what what's so catchy about it. Um, because that's that's another thing. It's it's very important to be inclusive, to get all the perspectives. And as you said, not necessarily you're interested in hearing about politics all the time, um, and seeing that somebody is also interested in and watching the same TV show that you're watching, the other side of the world that can um, create a, a more special bond in, in a sense. Um, so. That that's very interesting, but it's also we've also um, loved to incorporate those um, countries and people who don't have access to the internet, and that is actually a challenge that we've been talking about. But it's definitely, I mean, it brings more positive things than than um, than not. Tara is Colombian. As she's traveled the world, she's heard a lot about her country. Inevitably, drugs, war, cocaine are always topics that are brought up. To her. That's not what her country is about. That misrepresentation was one of the reasons 168 Lat was started. So people can tell the real stories about their cities, personal stories. We, we, we think that the key is to the passion, to, to really want to tell the story and to have um, a passion for, for the place. Because when, you, when people ask you to talk about your hometown, what do you feel? You feel proud. You feel like you want to share that story. And, and us coming from Colombia, you know, we grew up in Colombia in the 90s. And where you traveled, you would hear people, oh, Colombia, uh, you know, drugs, war, um, cocaine. And, and to me, that was not what my country was about. So we've also, we also come from this place where we are so proud 
to be Colombians and we want to share this. And we feel like there are so many other countries out there who are going through the same things we went through growing up. And we want to give you know people the chance to, to tell us what the real country is about, what the real culture is about, and, and not just you know what you see on the news. And and we are blessed to 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 be able to travel. We really are, because when you travel, you your eyes open to new realities. You know, you get a broader perspective. You become more tolerant of of what's different. But those people who can't travel, they they can still go online, and they can still um, get the experience, even though it's not even though it's, you know, through a screen, but they can still learn from people, they can connect. And that's, I think that's what's, um, that's contributing in some way to, um, to global tolerance. There are many city stories and essays on the site. My favorite is from Tehran. Ever since the student revolution in 1979, I've always been fascinated by Iran, its history, its people, and its culture. So what's Toro's favorite? It's a story featured from Caracas in Venezuela. Um, you know, that country is going through a lot right now. And um, I have a, she's a, a friend of a friend who I know who, who used to live there. And I asked her to, you know, to participate. And you would expect um, chaos. You would have expected something um, to talk about, you know, the crisis. But um, so she's a, a young female photographer. Her name is Paula Aureo. And this is the story of her grandmother's house. Um, so no pictures of, of drama, no pictures of crisis or protests. This is just her very personal story of her grandmother's house and nostalgia and a time past. And I think um, I really related to, to that story. It created empathy to me, and actually, I after that week, um, I went to have dinner with with a friend of mine, and she she told me that she had <laughs> cried because she she was also from Venezuela and she had cried with that story, which had nothing to do with um, you know with like a supermarket stall empty being empty or anything like that. But that was very compelling. But there are so many other stories that um i love them all <laughs> it's really hard to to pick um you know there there is another story the la story um that i really liked because that you would have expected something about you know hollywood or the glitchy city that you know la to be but it was the the other side of that um and um yeah um, there are so many places that I have on my travel <laughs> to travel list now. What makes a good story about a city and which ones resonate most on the site? I think the most enriching stories we have featured have also been the most controversial. So that's why I previously mentioned Venezuela. Um, but when the peace process in Colombia was rejected, we featured a series by um, a contributor called Salim Fayad, um, and it was on the parallel process of the FARC guerrilla. So the FARC, um, so ironically, people voted in favor of the of the agreement and the demobilization, the, the FARC, right? 
But this caused a lot of visceral reactions from many of our followers who voted yes and, and, and others who voted, who voted no. Um, and even people who weren't even Colombian, you know, they were following the process. Um, so we had a lot of um, comments on the series um, and a lot of, um, yeah, I guess discussion, dialogue, thanks to that series. Um, so actually, it inspired us to launch our first open call on that same subject weeks later, um, where we asked, um, you know, usually we we have one photojournalist to an entire week, and with our open call, we decided to open it up to different um the different photojournalists to you know participate and we sort of wanted to create this more direct conversation between uh, voters who had said yes and voters who had said no and disagree through their images and, and descriptions so um so that that that's one of the best ones we've ever had i think so what's next for toro and her team one of the things that we've thought about is creating an ambassadors program um, where you have um, different people from these places um, that can, through different means, it doesn't necessarily have to be Instagram because we're the ones posting the, the images, but through other um, internet means, they can manage to send us um, the, the footage. Um, but I think with ambassadors in different countries or key locations, that would make you know our lives easier. Um, so, but it, it, it's sort of in the next steps, in the next phases. Right now, we're really focusing on the two platforms that we have, um, and and we've only been doing this for for a year and a half, so we're still learning a lot. And um, there are so many places uh, that we have not yet explored. Thanks go to Susanna Toro for taking the time to chat with me. I hope you get the chance to check out 168 Lat. If you love cities, the stories, and the sometimes greediness behind cities, check out 168lat.com. That's 168lat.com. And thanks for listening to Built Blocks. For more information on this episode and to subscribe, go to builtblocks.com. See you next time.